I won't help me know you are near and draw me close to you. I lay it all down again To hear you say that I'm your friend And you are my desire And no one else will do Nothing else take your place to feel the warmth of your embrace and help me find the way bring me back to you cause you're all I want you're all Find the way, bring me back.
stuck there's a wreck right down here near corner 212 and 81 so whoever was involved in the wreck we pray lord give them mercy amen let's try that song after all this life is over <laughs> after all this life is over and our burdens have been lifted and we stand upon Fill it up. 
So happy they were able to have that and pray the Lord will bless them in the services up there this week. Amen. If uh, brothers can uh, come receive the evening offering at this time at Calvary. <clears throat> oh, years I spent in vanity and pride. Oh, caring not my Lord was crucified. Hey! 
let's try God on the mountain. It's been a little while since we've done that one. Life is easy when you're up on the mountain and you've got peace of mind like you've never known. But then things change and you're down in the valley. Don't lose faith for you're never alone. For God on the mountain, He's still God in the valley. When things go wrong, He'll make them right. The God of the good times, still God in the bad times. God of the days, God in the night. Talk of faith when we're up on the mountain. Talk comes easy when life's at its best. But it's down in the valley of trials and temptations. That's where faith is really put to the test. God on the mountain, He's still God in the valley. Things go wrong, He'll make them right. God of the good times, the bad times, God of the day. Life is easy when you're up on the mountain and you've got peace of mind like you've never known. Then things change and you're down in the valley, but don't lose faith for you're never alone. Go. 
wonderful to know no matter what we're going through, it's all going to work out good in the end. Amen. A um, couple of announcements after service this evening. We need to completely empty the fellowship hall, including the storage room. need to move everything to the storage buildings um, outside. Uh, we'll be doing the floor. Sister Christine is going to be doing the floor Saturday. And so we need it completely empty with the exception of the ice maker. Obviously, we can't move that, but everything else. So if we can get some young, strong brothers out there and get it done really quick. And then also for Saturday, um, like we said, the more the better. And Sister Christine is wanting to get here about, she said, between 7 and 8. And we're going to need a, a few brothers who can be dedicated to help her with the floor for several hours that day. Um, so if you could let me or Brother Luke, Brother Tyler, Brother Cammy, somebody know tonight if you'd be willing to do that. That way we can be prepared and know, have a game plan for Saturday. We'd appreciate it. We are a family here. We're a body. So we certainly need the help of each other. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's good to have Brother Isaac back with us. Amen. Lord gave him traveling mercies and meetings up there. Amen. So let's remember him as he comes out to minister this evening. Let's hold our pastor up in prayer. Some of you saw he had the, the I think he had a tooth pulled and then an implant done, both on the same day. So he's pretty swollen up. Um, and he asked for prayers when I was texting him this afternoon. So we'll certainly hold our pastor up in prayer, um, knowing that God's got it all in control. He's been so miraculous in the healing on his knee. We believe this will be just the same. Amen. And all the different ones who've asked an interest in our prayer, Sister Marilyn, Sister Pearl, Brother Mike Fuller's cousin, David Blevins, Sister Kenesha coming close to the time of delivery, Sister Tia's mom, Brother Eugene's mom. There's a lot of needs, but we serve a God who's more than able. And I'm not worried, I'm not stressed, because I know it's all good. Amen. Brother Terrence, if you don't mind coming up this evening. Anybody have an unspoken prayer request? Amen. Let's pray. Oh, gracious God, we want to thank you one more time, oh Lord Jesus, for letting us come together, oh Lord God. You have brought us to this place, oh Lord Jesus, to worship you, oh God, and to praise your name, oh Lord Jesus. You have plucked us out of the world, oh God, one by one, oh God, for this purpose and this time only, oh God, to make sure, oh God, that we come to you, oh God, on our bended knees and bended hearts, oh Lord God, to thank you and give you all the glory for all the things that you do in our life, oh Lord Jesus. No, God, I just want to pray for each and every one that's here today, oh God, that's praying for sick ones, oh Lord, and praying for the ones that's wayward, oh God. I want to thank you, Lord God, for the ministry that's here today, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for just leading us down the path of righteousness, oh God. Thank you, Lord. If it was not for you, oh God, where would we be, oh Lord Jesus? Oh Lord, you are merciful and you are gracious, oh God. And Lord, just bless this place, oh Lord Jesus. When your word come out today, oh Lord God, and just fill our hearts, oh Lord Jesus. Now, oh God, I know, oh Lord Jesus, that we come here, oh God, not just hear from man, but to hear from you, oh God. So bless each and every one, oh God. Bless each and every one's hearts, oh God. Bless their minds. Bless their bodies, oh Lord. I know some here, oh Lord, are looking for healing in their body. Lord, I pray for those, oh God, that faith never leave, oh Lord God. That our faith be built and strong for the ones that are looking for deliverance in their body and in their hearts and in their minds. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray.
Hey man, I forgot to mention with school going back in session, so we need to hold up all those who are in school because there's just so much craziness out there. On the way to church, my wife read that there was, today's the second day of school for Newton County and already a kid brought a gun to school in the elementary, so that's fifth and under. And don't know whether it was bad intentions or he was just showing off, but either way, that's dangerous and there's just, there's just a lot of stuff we need to pray over our kids and I'm so thankful we can homeschool. I know everybody can't, but we certainly need to hold up all the kids, all the teachers, because it's, it's quite a burden, quite a sacrifice. Amen. Let's sing that that Brother Josh is playing. He's got it all in control as we brought Brother Isaac out this evening. He's got it all in control. He's got it all he put that reassurance way down in my soul. He's got it all in control. He's got it Some people were forced to come to church. <laughs> so we thank our pastor for the trust and for giving us his pulpit. So, you know, we're living in a time that is not easy. 
uh, when you have someone who trusts you, you don't have to take that for granted. So we were in the office, Brother Brian came and he found me standing up. I'm like, Brother, pull the chair, sit down. I said, No, that's not my chair, that's the pastor's chair. <laughs> so I cannot go sit there, you know, because it's not mine. <laughs> yeah. So without wasting time, um, we'll go to the Bible. Yeah, I still need you guys. Don't leave me. <laughs> yeah, after we finish, we can sing the love of God. I really love that song. So Isaiah 5, from verse 1 to 6. <clears throat> At least we have a believer already we saying amen. <laughs> now, I... Uh, I sing to my beloved, uh, my well-beloved, a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved have a, vin- a vineyard in a very fruitful hill, and he fenced it, and he gathered out the stones thereof, and planted it with the choice, uh, choicest vine, and built a tower in the midst of it. And also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitant of Jerusalem, and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, between me and my vineyard. What, should I, what could I have been done? more to my vineyard that I have not done in it. Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. And now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the age thereof and it shall be eaten up. And break down the wall thereof, and it shall be broke, uh, trodden down. And I will lay it worse, it shall not be pruned n- nor digged, but there shall come up uh, birds and thorns. I will also command the clouds that the rain, they rain, no rain upon it. The love of God. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pain can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the Lord.
pass away and earthly thrones and kingdoms fall when men who hear refuse to pray rocks and hills and mountains call God's love so
May you come down, O oh God, and take care of everything, Father. Talk to our hearts, O oh God. Use the right words so that it can touch us the right way, so that we can be made perfect in you, O oh God. You know the questions, you know the need. May you meet every need and answer every question among us, O oh God. Father, we pray that your angel, the angel of the Lord, may descend and minister to each and every one of us, O oh God, for your own glory. Now come down, Father, and use this small gift you have given to us so that I can be removed from the way, O oh God, and you take control of everything. Surrender myself into your hand. Bless each one of us in Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. May God bless you. You, you can be sitting. So as you were sitting, uh, we take uh, Matthew 7. Uh, read verse, tw- uh, verse 12. And then I'll go to 21 to 23. So the Bible says this. Verse 12, Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Most of the time we want people to do good things to us. (laughs) Do we do good to people too? Question mark. 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in in thy name have cast out devils. In thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. You see, Jesus didn't deny that they did what they did. You see? Because when they came, my t- excuse me. <laughs> my title this evening is, What Did You Do? You know, this question... We ask when is something negative or positive. When you come, we ask you, what did you do? When you see somebody running, what did you do? Because when something happened, we have to know exactly what did you do. Not what somebody else did, but what did you do? So you see, these people here, when they come to Jesus... Excuse me. When they come to Jesus, they say things like this. We have done so and so as such and such. Jesus doesn't deny what they did. He, do, he doesn't deny. Just excuse me a little bit. I have to loosen up a little bit. I don't want to hang myself. <laughs> That's beside. <laughs> I think I'm good now. 
So Jesus didn't deny the fact that they did prophesy. He didn't deny the fact that they did all the miracles. But he listened to his answer. Yes, I agree that you did all that. But I never knew you. And when you go to verse 12, the <coughs> today I don't know what's wrong, but pray for me. We overcome this. <laughs> so, but when you go to verse 12, the Bible says, Whatsoever you want people to do for you, do it to them so. There is a connection between verse 12 and the verse 21 to verse 23. Because prophesying is good. Doing miracles is good. But did you do good to people? Because doing miracles is just an anointing coming on you. And after the anointing leaves you, what did you do? And before the anointing comes on you, what did you do? Because people can rejoice that God is doing miracles with them. Brother Branham says, don't measure your life or how, powerful, or how powerful you are or how much miracle you can do. Because Judas did more miracles than most of people, like all of us here. But what did he do after? That's what matters. It's not the miracles that he did, but what he did after that. What did you do? <laughs> and when this thing came to me, I was at work. I remember when I was going to Boston, I was on the plane, and everything was going bad for me. And then I'm on the plane. I went to explain to the lady that was at the check-in uh, place. I was late for the meeting over there. I'm stressed. I don't know what to do. And then I go to ask her. I say, okay. I checked in online, but I don't know what time we are boarding. I just know the flight is at four. And then I don't know uh, my seat number. I have no idea. And then I go ask the lady. She doesn't understand what I'm saying. I have an accent. I ask her. She doesn't understand. I get mad. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to tell you. I pull my phone. I show to her. I say, I don't see my seat. She doesn't understand. I'm frustrated now. And then I go on the plane. I'm sitting between two people. Understand me very well. The other one was big. Not to be mean, but you will understand what I'm why I'm saying this. She took a seat and half of my seat. And on the other side, the, the other guy has a dog. <laughs> now, I am double frustrated. And to conclude everything, that the flight attendant is mean to me. And the first thing that comes to my mind is to be mean to the flight attendant. He keep, you know, yelling at me, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this, you have to do that. I told him, sir, I understand you. 
And I told I sit there. He said, no, you have to move. I said, no, the guy, when he comes, I will move. Because the lady is there, I have to try to figure out what I have to do. No, you have you. I said, okay, okay, no problem. I'll go sit. He keep talking. I said, sir, the guy has a mouth. He can tell me. Then he says, if you had ears, you could have heard me when I told you. I'm like, okay. Now Delta is going to have a bad review. And then I typed my review. Because I am mad. And then I start sitting. If I go report, get his name report. I don't know what he went through before I got here. I have no idea. Because right now I'm more worried about myself. I don't care about what he went through before I got there. Maybe he was having a bad day. And if I report or I create a scene, I don't know how the lady will feel. Because she had no choice. She's maybe somebody's mom. Will I want somebody to do the same thing that I'm about to do to, to my mom? Because the problem is not how people treat you. The problem is how you react after people have treated you bad. And then when I will get to Boston, how will I go preach the good news to people that don't believe if I didn't leave the good news? <laughs> I put my phone in the pocket. <laughs> I said no more bad reviews. <laughs> and then when I did that, I didn't know that my reaction because I told the guy, okay, I understand, sir. And then he went. He was mad. And then I said, it's okay. Just go understand. Thank you very much. All right. And then, you know what happened? As we were flying, the guy became nice to me. Mm -hmm. He even gave me extra cookies. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but imagine, if I was mean to him, right. if I took his name, Maybe we will not become as close as you know for the two hours. Even after when I left the plane, the guy didn't talk to everybody. He came to me. And he told me, enjoy your cookies. Have a nice weekend. And then we spoke. What did you do? After you have heard the gospel of your salvation, what did you do? Because the people that you meet out there, they don't know what you know. That's why they act the way they act. <laughs> it's very easy to throw other people under the bus. Imagine I get to the place where I was going to the meeting. After acting bizarre, the lady, the flight attendant, and the guy that had a dog go to the same meeting. <laughs> The person that you mistreating. Imagine you were, you, you were in church and then you see who is coming in the same person. You know that because of you, the Bible says, because of you, I'm not pointing at anybody. <laughs> because of us. That's why God 
is being blasphemed. Because we call ourselves Christians, but we don't do things as Christians. <laughs> because we call ourselves Christians, but we don't do things as Christians. And when we see bad things happening to other people, the way we respond to those things. <laughs> I was following documentaries about Jehovah's Witnesses. Do you know that in that uh, religion, that's where most sex offenders go? Do you know that? That's where most of them go. Do you know why? Because they are protected. They have a two-eyewitness law. And if somebody who is not a Jehovah's Witness says something, they will not believe. And now people question them. When I was being molested, when I was being doing this, what did you guys do to protect me? The same question is being asked. What do we do to protect other people? <laughs> when somebody is talking and is saying nonsense, what do we do to protect other people? I'm not talking about Christians. No. Anybody. Because it's easy to protect your Christian friend. It's easy to protect, but when you go to work, somebody who doesn't believe like you, somebody who is maybe like a, a, a Pentecostal, or somebody who is a Muslim. Because the Bible says, all that say, Lord, 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 all will not enter. But them that do the will of my God, my, my Father, and what is his will? Love everybody. Whatever you want people to do to you, uh, uh, to do to do it to them too. It's not because they are Muslim, because they are Catholic, they are all that that I have to mistreat them. No. <laughs> Yet when we are sinners, Christ Jesus loved us. And it's why he wants you to do the same to those people. When somebody is going through something, you want to feel protected the same way. You want to feel protected when you go through something. The same way. When somebody wants prayer requests, the same way you want to be prayed for. Pray to. Whatever you want people to do for you, when you tap that prayer request, you expect the people to pray for you. And when you see another prayer request coming, pray. Yes. <laughs> hey, I will pray for you. <laughs> well, for me, most of the time, I don't like, I don't, I don't trust those. I will pray for you because most of them they don't pray. <laughs> oh, I will pray for you, brother. I will pray for you, sister. Uh-uh. Actually pray. Because whatever you want people to do for you. Because the Bible says this. God had a vineyard. He did everything he wanted to do. But he wanted this vine. 
uh, I think it's vineyard or vineyard. It's the same thing. To produce the grapes. But instead, it was wild. And then he asked, what more can I do to make this my vineyard produce what I want? God sent us a, pro a prophet. God sent us a message. God gave us a good pastor. God is telling us the truth. What more? God is asking himself, what more can I do for word of life? God has done miracles among you. What more can I do for you to produce the life of Christ? They preach the word of God. People rejoice here. They go home. They don't even pray. What more? God is asking himself. What more can I do? Because I gave you guys wanted a good pastor. You wanted a good ministry. I gave it to you. And he's preaching. He's teaching. But people say amen. They go home, the same thing. They don't pray. They don't fast. They wait for somebody to fast for them. What more? What did you do after hearing the word of God? Did you go to work on the word? Or did you just go sleep on it? Did you, did you just say, okay, that was a good sermon. I did appreciate the word. It was good. Because when the word is preached, it's not for you to appreciate the word. You can appreciate the word as much as you want and still go to hell. Because when the word of God is preached, it's for you to be the manifestation of that word. Not to just say, Brother, that was a good sermon. Brother, that was a good preaching. Brother, I enjoyed it. It's good. But what did you do after that? What did you do? <laughs> Let me read this quote. What house will you build me? Brother Brown says this. What house will you build me preaching 65 uh, 1121. He said, keep the message honorable. Give the right kind of life. Don't let no smart come upon it. You see the Catholic Church didn't just become Catholic Church overnight. They were the true church. But they keep letting things come in. And when those things start to come in, little by little, they start to think it was normal. They start to let somebody pray for them instead of them going to pray. They start to go confess sin to someone instead of them going straight to God and repent. Or go to their brother and repent. So it's easy for me to go tell somebody who is hiding in a, a little chamber. Then to just go to my brother say, my brother wronged you. My brother, this is what I did. This is what I did. And then, make your life right. But they start to let those things come and creep in. And the more it started, it became bigger and bigger. And they couldn't go back anymore. Because they became so rich. They say, okay, I will just pay a priest. He will do everything for me. And when I die... 
he will remove me from hell to heaven. And that's what they did. At first, they were not that bad. They had the truth. The same way with us. We have the truth. But what did we notice now? Stuff start to creep in. Little by little. In our way of worship. Little by little. In the movies that we watch. Little by little. In the music that we listen. Little by little. In the talks, the conversation that we're having on the phones and anywhere. Little by little. Belittling people. You see somebody, ah, that one. Oh, this one. Oh, that one. Little by little, we start to form clans. Little by little. Because when the message came, I don't know about here, but when the message entered Congo, there was love. And now when you go back, I don't know where that love went. People used to fellowship together. They didn't care about what you believe. As long as you say, oh, God sent us a prophet. You are my brother. And they will come around you. Whatever they had, they will eat together with joy. But now go back. The same people poison each other. To the point where the pastor needs to have his own mic. <laughs> Nobody touches it in the church. Not even the deacon. Not even the trustees. Because he is afraid that they will poison him. <laughs> Not long ago, a trustee poisoned the, the, the pastor. He died. And I know the guy. I know the pastor. <laughs> and, and those things are creeping in. And then, what do we do? Instead of standing against it or preaching against it, as preachers now, we start to defend it, preach deep, dark mysteries <laughs> to the point where, like, the life has left. And God is asking us the same question What did you do? I gave you the message. Brother says, keep this message pure, honorable. Don't let any doors go on it. The message is the truth. But let's keep it pure. Let's take everything that brings uh, blame on the message, bring it out. Kick it out. Not long ago, they told me something that made me more mad. Can you imagine? Somebody sleeping with their own step stepdaughter. And they are deacon in the church. And the pastor knows it. Message church. That's a shame. Because Paul went even far to tell them that among you, there is things that don't even happen in the pagan's place. And you call yourself message believers. What did you do with the message? Keep the message pure. Because when the message is pure, when the message is preached in the fullness and attacking everything that needs to be attacked and then defending whatever needs to be defended, I, can, I don't have to defend a, a person. I only have one thing to defend is Christ. 
As long as Christ is there, I will defend Christ. But as long as Christ is not welcome, I will not defend that thing. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> when God heals you, do you thank him? Because you became so ungrateful. <laughs> you became so ungrateful to the point where you see God doing something. People are like, you know, they take it for granted. They don't even get time. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Because brother says, when God heals, God heals you. He doesn't heal you just for the sake of healing you. He needs something returned from you. That's your life. For you to dedicate your life to him. But you find people, once they are healed, they leave. They go back. And when they have problems, they say, God doesn't exist. What did you do? <laughs> Brother Ram says this. He says, We are too late in the hour. Let's leave it clean. What the message? Let's leave it clean. My life, your life, all our life uh, needs to be picked up before God. It's not just about Brother Branham. It's not just about Brother Isaac. It's not about just a so and so, Brother Daniel. No. It's about all of us. Because wherever you go, somebody will not have a chance to go to a church. And they will see how you live. How you react. How you do things. I remember when I was in China. And I had this guy from Pakistan. He was my neighbor. Like my uh, dorm neighbor. I didn't know. For me, I would go in my room. I would pray every evening. I would pray, pray. There was no church. I was the only one that believed the message. I have to pray to do something. To stay alive. So I would go in my room. I would pray. I didn't know that this guy would go to his window. You know, sometimes when I pray, <laughs> I shout. <laughs> so if you don't like noise, don't be there when I pray. <laughs> You know, some people pray with, you know, holiness. <laughs> like, like, uh, like the Catholic priest. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so some people are just, you know, foolish. So like, I'm one of them. So forgive me for that. So as I was praying, he would go to, to the window. He opened the balcony. Go there and listen, listen, listen. And later on, when we started our movement, we started to preach and pray as a group. He came. I baptized him. He said, do you know why? He was a Catholic. I baptized him. I showed him the message. I showed him this is why. Whatever you had, the baptism you had. He said, I could go and hear how you pray. You pray. I said, how can this guy pray this much? For me, I didn't know. It's not like I was doing it for somebody to hear me do it. Because that's what these people said. Lord, we did this in your name. They were showing off. Because you don't know. You can think that you don't, you don't like you cannot preach and all that. But the little life you can live. It can influence somebody. If you live a right kind of life. People can just come and ask you, why are you this way? 
And you tell them no. Because I love God and this is what I believe. Just the little thing that they saw, it led to that. And one day, they said, okay, I want to go to see where you pray. And then you bring them. And that's it. (laughs) But I I don't know if people will follow most of us. Because they know at first that we are the troublemaker. There cannot be a problem in the society, in the community, in the whole thing. If you didn't want to talk to the managers, uh, you go to a restaurant, you say, where is your manager? I want to talk to him. <laughs> you were mad. Hey, you were this. <laughs> and then after you say, oh, I believe the message. You say, uh-huh. <laughs> I think I will not want that message. If this is what he brought out of you, I will not want it. But, but the life that you display, the life that you give. <laughs> because people think it's a joke. When you come to church, you take two things with you at home. Or you become a better person, or you become a worse person. You don't, you don't say in the middle. Because in, in the preaching, brother, don't preach a sermon like, what would you do with this, this, this Jesus called Christ? Right, right. He said, Pilate wanted to remove him from his hand. He said, okay, maybe I will not deal with this case. Let me give, send him to the king. And the king will deal with him. He said, no, that will not come off his hand. He had to make a choice. Oh, you see, I went to the church. I heard the word. I even left the message. You have the blood of Christ in your hand. No matter what you do, you have it. Because Pilate tried. He washed off his hand. He said, I am innocent. (laughs) I never went to those church. I don't believe your stuff. Is your Jewish uh, customs. Is your tradition and that. But even like that. He couldn't wash off his blood. And the brother says, you too, you have the blood of Christ on your hand. When you hear the message of your time, you have the blood of Christ on your hand. But what do you do with that blood? When you cannot even stand one another. You cannot talk to one another. You cannot have a conversation for five minutes. Between parents, kid, wife, and whatever. You cannot have those conversations. It's like the home itself is like a battlefield. Where, like, you know here you act good. Kid, parent, whatever. When you are home, you curse them, you do whatever you want. I had this friend of mine. And then, he used to curse a lot. So we were fighting with him. No, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. It was me and my other friend. And then the other friend who was putting too much pressure on him. One day he made also a mistake. He was explaining something. He cursed. (laughs) While the other guy was there. (laughs) The other guy, you see? (laughs) You see? You too, you see? Because you can hide a habit when you are in public. But when you are home, what do you do with this Jesus called Christ? 
Because you can hide it, fake it when we are here, when we talk, when we are in fellowship. But, but, but like sometimes somebody can say something and you are mad, your eyes become red and you start to shake because you are mad. But you say, no guy, you know brothers, uh, you know sisters, the Holy Spirit had worked on me. What kind of Holy Spirit worked on you? That's just like make believe you believe that you are. But deep down when you sit by yourself, what kind of thought comes to you? What kind of ideas comes to you? When you are in school, when you are at work, when you are home, when you are by yourself, when, when you are on trips. <laughs> this, this, this brother came, uh, went to like he moved from the city, went to a different city and then he stayed at a hotel we, in the other city is a preacher. In the other city, he's staying in the hotel with a woman. But there he's married. A preacher married. And he's with a woman. And then he goes, he asked the guy that worked at the hotel to go buy him beer. And thank God, God always has a witness. The guy that was working at the hotel knew him. And the guy that was working at the hotel was a message believer. That's him. But you, you don't believe the message. You say, ah, you see those things of the message. I hate it. I heard it from far. Say, no, I know you. You believe the message. You are even a preacher. Oh, you see, you see, you see. Now you try to negotiate. Because you can hide who you are. When the word of God comes, you go to the word as you are. But what do people do? They hide. The word of God comes, you know that you are still a slave to sin, and you act as if you were a saint. <laughs> you even hide before, like uh, something, the thing, the very thing that can help you. You even try to fake your life in front of the world, the only thing that can help you. But if you were honest with yourself, you could have said, Lord, your word said. Amen. I went to church, Brother Daniel preached, your word condemned me. Amen. I believe that if he did condemn me, there is something in that word to change me. Amen. God has surrendered myself to you. Amen. I have tried it on my own, it didn't work. And I want you to help me. Amen. But instead, no. <laughs> and when they preach, you are there. Ah, we will make it, brother. I will not go to the same heaven as you. I will go to my own heaven. You will go to yours. Because I know where I'm going. You know where you're going. Uh-huh. That's why there will be a meeting. Because everybody knows where they're going. If you don't make it to the meeting place, you didn't make it. Because as we are sitting here, we will say we will make it. The Bible says Jesus sent the disciples to go preach. They came back. They were rejoicing. Even Judas was among them. Rejoicing, Lord, I did this. Lord, I cast out demons. Lord, you see an evil spirit. Lord, 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 Lord. And you find these people, when we have fellowship, they like to talk about the word. They like to talk about it. They are so religious. They had a demon. 
It's a re- religious spirit. Because they don't have the thing, but it's hard for them to accept that they don't have it. They can display, they know all the ABCD of the world. But they don't have the power. Because the Bible says that. Know that in the last days, people will have the form of righteousness. The, the, the outside, they will be right. They, they, will, they will display that they are good, but inside. That's why Jesus said, by the fruits. <laughs> have you ever seen somebody, oh, let's come, let's go. We have to do this. And then you go ask for forgiveness. And then, oh, you go make something right. And then you get there. You, you, you get mad. You want to fight. You want to do this. You want to speak bad. It's your fruit. By the fruit, that's when we know who you are. And then, when we look like that, I will not say much. Because it's not my job to judge you. Because myself, I have also my own things that I'm battling. But you yourself, you know also what you're battling. Because the same question God is asking you, he's asking me too. Isaac, what did you do? It's the same question he's asking you too. What did you do when you heard the word of God? Because in the book of Acts, after the hair of God, the Bible said they were cut to heart. Yes. Yes. And they asked, Sir, what do you want us to do? <laughs> but now, when the preacher preaches, instead of being cut to heart, that word is used, I think, twice in the book of Acts. When Stephen is talking, and when Peter talks. <laughs> when they heard Stephen talking, they were like really mad. <laughs> and then they say, okay, we have to kill him. And when here, when the pastor is preaching, and then the word is dealing with you. And you know that he's dealing with you. And what do you do? You get mad at the preacher. <laughs> you get mad at the preacher. Instead of saying that, glory be to God, he knows me. He cares about me. But instead, who told him? I will leave that church. And when you leave, you have the blood on your hand. Because the word, no matter what you say, you heard the word. It was better for you not even to listen. But once you go, let it be online or in person. You have the blood on your hand. You, you, you have the blood on your hand. Because you will just say, okay, who told him? Why did he say this? Why did he say that? I will leave that church. That's good. Because God will always provide send people. By you, what did you do? It's a simple question. What did you do? You heard the word of God. The young rich ruler. He did everything right. And then they told him what to do. And he didn't do it. Now when he was in uh, hell, Abraham, if he had a chance, he could have asked him, what did you do with that word that Jesus told you? What did you do? 
The same question God is asking you, you and me. What did you do with the word? As a preacher, God is asking me. I went to churches after you preached. They called you and yell at you. <laughs> I know Brother Daniel has had too much experience on that. <laughs> eh? Because you have preached what you were led to say. Because maybe you, you are not the only one dealing with that problem. There is a lot of people. And the spirit is dealing with the situation. And you. Because. You are maybe in a high position or anything. And then you say okay. Why did you do that? That's disrespectful. That's this, that's that. God, after doing everything he could do. He sent his word. He has done everything. Now God is watching the vineyard. And then he says, okay, you guys be my judge. What else can I do? After God has sent the last thought that was in his hand. After sending the last message. And God now, when he's looking at the people that claim to believe the message. He's asking himself, what else can I do? Because as a good father, I have done everything. I gave them the prophet. And the prophet even told us, I have given you all the advice from God. He didn't just stop there. He gave us a good pastor. Maybe you guys don't appreciate what we have. Go around. <laughs> Go around, you will see. Uh -huh. <laughs> Go, Go around, you will see. How like the pastors themselves, they are messed up. <laughs> but, but when God gives you the good things he has in store, and then he sees what kind of life you display, let it be in secret. Or in public. Now he's asking himself the question. What else can I do? Because I have given them the best. Whatever I had. I gave to them. I have sent my word. And my word have healed them. I am God. I send you a good shepherd. And then I have given you everything. I gave you the prophet. Trust in your prophet. You will prosper. I gave everything. Now what else can I do? Huh. And you see people, God, they see God working. And they still say, okay, you see what? I will never go there anymore. For a simple thing that they think is a mistake. For me, I don't believe in mistakes. Even if the pastor makes a mistake, it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. God allows some people to make mistakes for a reason. It's not because they did it purposely, but God allows it for a reason. And if you live because of that mistake, you miss your blessing. The message absolute. Brother Brown says, God allows a man to fail so that you can see that God, not the man. 
God allows it. And when you go make fun of him, God comes down and judges you. God allowed Moses to go marry a Gentile. When Aaron and Mary went and made fun of him, God came down. According to the written word, they were right. They were right. I feel the presence of God here. Hallelujah. I'm not preaching about faith or anything, but he's here. Because the Bible says, where two or three are gathering in my name, that's where I am. Simple as that. They were right according to the, 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 the written word. But they failed to understand that this is the servant of God. A vindicated paper, a servant of God. And they failed to understand that he is not a brother. <laughs> because God told him, I will make you God for your brother. And the prophet of God in this age, he said, when the pastor comes out, he is not your brother. He is an angel. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And people fail to understand that. And when they see a mistake, they say, okay, we will leave him because he is full of mistakes. <laughs> and we will go this, leave him. What did you do? After hearing the word of God. After seeing God being vindicated. But I know one person. After he saw that God was vindicating Christ. Jesus. Everybody left him. Even though he was not sure. Everybody left him. Peter was looking. And brother Branham says. When the message. Looks like he's different. That's when God steps in. When Jesus, imagine you used to preach at a meeting of 3,000, 4,000, 50,000. Now everybody left. What, Brother says, what failure? Will you tell me that that was a success? A successful meeting? You go preach to 3,000, 4,000, you have only 12 left. And even among the twelve, one is a demon. That was, that was not a successful meeting at all. <laughs> but he knew that's when God steps in. And then he turned to them. He said, what about you? Why don't you do like the others? And Peter told him, to whom shall we go? The question this evening, what did you do? What is your position? What is your choice? What will you decide to do when you live here? Will you just go sleep? Will you go pray? Pray for your family? Pray for your church? Pray for your pastor? Or will you just go and sleep, relax, and then we meet again on Sunday? Before coming to church, what did you do? Did you pray for the service? On Sunday, why, what would you do? Would you pray for the, church, the service? Would you pray for the preacher? Right. And if the meeting first is you are included. Right. And not only the preacher. No. 
Where we went, I'm closing. Where we went, I taught everybody to consecrate themselves. But when we got there, it was not so. So it was a mess. <laughs> and believe everywhere. But I had an idea that would happen. But I didn't think that it would be to that level. If he had to fail, it was because everybody didn't do their job. It's not just about the preacher. Because the preacher gets blamed for everything. But it's all of us. Because if the preacher doesn't have anybody to preach to, he's not a preacher. It's all of us. We are all preachers. We are all. The, the, the way they say we are in this together. All of us, we are in this together. When Sunday is coming, I pray, you pray, a brother Daniel prays, everybody prays, and then we come all together under that atmosphere, and then we ex we have expectation. During the day, you did talk about the bad people. You did everything all the time on the phone, uh, talking, watching TVs, watching Fox News, watching CNN, watching all those things. Oh, kids, get ready. It's time for church. And when you come here, the preacher takes just five minutes longer. You remember the news. Say, I asked to do fast. The, the next breaking news should be in 10 minutes. I have to be out to check my phone. And some people even check their phone in church. And then, you ask yourself why people don't grow spiritually. You ask yourself why people don't have that the, the spiritual life is going down. It's going down. Instead of going up, it's going down. It's what you do. That's the result. Amen. Nobody will do it for you. If you don't eat, nobody, I will not eat for you to have the nutrient for you to be well. No. You will be the one to die. I'm eating for myself. And you have to eat for yourself. And it's the same in the spiritual. I can pray for you, but you have to pray for yourself. Amen. You have to do things for yourself too. But instead, you find people under that anointing, they come to church, and then now church is so cold, and then they say, oh, that person doesn't have anointing. Did you bring it? Because, you, you know, like we always said this, Right? That because of one person's sin, <laughs> innocent can die. But let me change that for a second. Because of one person who is consecrated, God can change the whole thing. The Bible says this. Because the soul of, uh, of Lot was vexed day and night, even though the whole city was under sin, because soul was there, uh, Lot, sorry. Lot was there. God couldn't just bend the city for one person among all sinners. If you can consecrate yourself, God can change the service just for you. 
<laughs> May God bless you. Amen. I have to stop here. Time is done. Amen. Amen. Brother Brian, you, you can come. As the musicians are coming, the question still stands. After hearing the word of God, what will you do? What will you do with the word of God? Because will you pass it to somebody else? Will you accept it? Will you apply it? Will you love it? Will you stand with it? Will you leave it? Or will you just say, no, it's not for me. I will, I, will just, I will just let it go like that. It's not for me. It was maybe for the pastor. It was for the deacon. It was for so and so. Or will you take it with you? I don't know what song Brother Brian has for us. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. Oh, Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. I love you, adore you, I bow down. Father, I appreciate you. Holy Spirit, you're a comfort to me. Holy Spirit, you're a comfort to me. Holy Spirit, 
you're a comfort to me. The word of God when it comes down is for a purpose. But it's for you to know what to do with it. Nobody will force you. It's for you to know what you have to do with it. Will you take the decision to stand with it? Will you accept it? Because God is saying, my word will never come to me in void. It has to do the purpose. You don't want to be among the people that will go that day and say, we have done this, we have done that, we have done this in your name. You don't want to be among them because it will tell you to, I never knew you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for everything. You know how hard it was at the beginning. My voice and my throat and everything. But I thank you for helping me, oh God. Because I didn't know how this will go. But when you come down, everything changes, oh God. Father, the word came forth. You didn't just fix the voice and the truth for the sake of fixing it because you wanted something to get to your people, oh God. I pray that you take this word and place it in the right place so that it can be fruitful, oh God. Remove any, any unbelief, anything that is hindering us from growing so that we can take the decision and move forward, oh God. You know, sometimes we want to do what is right, but sometimes we find ourselves miles and miles away from it, oh God. That's why we pray that you can come with us, anoint us, and give us again strength to stand, pray, and do whatever is needed for us to grow in you, oh God. Father, we thank you for everything. And if there was anybody sick among us, oh God, because we know, we know your word is the truth. May you heal them in Jesus' name. Father, take control of everything. We pray for our pastor. We pray for everybody who wanted to be here but couldn't make it for some reason, oh God. Father, we pray for Sunday. May you bless uh, your servant that will be talking on Sunday so that we can have a good time in you, oh God. Thank you for everything. Bless our way going home. And we thank you. We pray for the banquet and that weekend so that everything goes good for your glory. Father, we don't want just to have a gathering of youth, but we want to have a revival. We want people to have a new experience with you so that when they move, leave this place and they go back to the different churches and places, oh God, they can say that since that time, everything changed in my life, oh God. We thank you in everything. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. May God bless you. Amen. Amen. Not a person here that... that didn't apply to. Amen. I'm so thankful that God's given us ministry here to preach right where we're at.
sometimes the little things that seem little to us kind of creep in and we forget the things we should do. And I know I've been so guilty of it myself. I'm so thankful, so thankful that God still cares. And I know because Brother Isaac preached that, I know God still cares about me. Amen. God is so good to us, isn't he? What you were just playing. Give thanks. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
Amen. He's so good to us. Amen. It's been good to be in the house of the Lord this evening. Amen. Just like Brother Isaac said in his prayer, remember the, the banquet and all that coming up. It's just two weeks and a couple days away. Um, a lot of work has gone into it, especially by Brother Cammie and Sister Sharon Rose. And I know they're looking forward to it, but I'm sure they'll be glad when it's over too so they can rest a little. But I know the Lord will bless them for their labor and their sacrifice because they've done so, so much. And you'll be able to see it that weekend. And, you know, the main goal is just to tell everybody about Jesus, bring everybody a little closer to him. And I hope and my prayer is that that weekend everybody will say that they felt like they were home here and they just felt that loving Christian spirit. I want everybody just to have a wonderful, wonderful time. Um, and I know God's going to bless it. Amen. God is so good to us. We'll sing this as we, uh, before we're dismissed. Remember, service is Sunday at 11 and 4.30. As always, we hold our pastor up in our prayers. Lord will continue to strengthen him as he's recovering from uh, the knee and the, and the oral surgery as well. All my hope, Kiev. I've been held by the Savior. I felt fire from above. I've been down to the river. I ain't the same. A prodigal return. And all my hope is in Jesus. Thank God that yesterday's gone. All my sins are forgiven. I've been washed by the blood. I'm no stranger. I've worn shackles and chains, but I've been freed and forgiven. I'm not going back, I'll never be the same. And all my hope is in Jesus. Thank God that yesterday's Yes.